Uno, dos, tres, catorce. Hola, señoritas, why, señores. Me llamo Ricardo Queso. Let's mumbo! Okay, welcome to episode four of the Fat Maria podcast. I'm shocked we've made it this far. Uh, we have Terry. We have Chubbs. No guests today. Just going to be the the three OGs. Guys, how we doing? Good. Pretty pretty swell, man. I am also shocked we made it this far. This is uh, 300% further than I thought we were going to make it. So we have that going for us. Terry's upset. Yeah, I'm a little bit mad. I've been told I've been told that I have a receding hairline. Uh, no, I just have a very big forehead. I've also been told that I've had a pimple on my forehead my whole life. It's actually a mole uh, or a birthmark, whichever you prefer to call it. But it's been there my entire life. So yeah, it's a Friday night. I, I finished work for the week, and now I'm just a little bit upset. So right before we started recording. First. I was great. I was great up until about three, four minutes ago, and now it just my whole night's ruined. Well, perfect time for us to start recording the podcast and talk about. We it. got. I just would like to shit. point out we've got some pretty hilarious apparel going right now. Today we're an otter, a, a large otter T-shirt, which is very on brand. And Moose is wearing a uh, Jesus is King T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I was the star. Of, I was the cross. <laughs> you were Pontius Pilate. Yeah. They hung another person to you. Jesus Christ Superstar is my favorite comedy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm not even going to fucking ask you guys if you have any quarantine stories because there's a lot of worldwide funny shit that's happened in the past. Uh, week or so in quarantine. So the first thing I want to talk about, we're going to get right into what might be the best thing that's happened so far, not sports related. Let's talk about Elon Musk's kid. Yeah, let's. <laughs> let's, let's do that. Okay, do you, do you have a comment to start it off? Well, I like doing, you know, how the three of us will do research like between zero and ten minutes prior to the podcast, and that's about it. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I, I totally know about how we do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I said between zero. So the name is pronounced. It's spelled like X-A-E-A-X-A-12 or something. Yeah, it's it's X and then an A and an E, and it look like they got smashed right. together. <laughs> yeah. And then A-12... But the A and the E smash together, you pronounce Ash. Right. Which so it's X Ash A twelve. Yeah. Named after like I don't even fucking know. A Pokemon, maybe. <laughs> the Pokemon trainer. Yeah. Um, so my first thought is I feel like a lot of times celebrities' kids have issues because it's hard to grow up like wealthy with celebrity parents. I feel you know, I feel like that's been an issue in the past. This kid's going to kill himself. It's, yeah, probably. I'm I'm 95% sure the kid kills himself. So, so I guess my first question, I, I have a lot of thoughts on this, but my first question is, how is a teacher going to look at that name and pronounce it? Like, when you're going around the room, 
Moose, I don't know if you know a ton about teaching, but if you were to see that, what would you say? So, I've actually, in my teaching, uh, in what I've heard about teaching, I've come across some interesting names. Uh, And usually my... Okay, so what I normally do is I... It's between two things. One, I just try it and fail miserably. The issue is with that, if you fail miserably and they try to cor- and they correct you, you have to remember they correct you. I've had times where I've pronounced it miserably, they've corrected me, and the next day I just pronounce it the exact same way I did the first time. <laughs> that's, that's the most disrespectful thing you could possibly do. <laughs> just like completely ignored what they told me. And and when, when I'm like, I'll be like, oh, okay, it's pronounced this way, I'll make a note of that. Instead, I just like am pretending to write in pencil on the paper. <laughs> yeah. What? So, I mean, this in, in your hypothetical situation here, most. Yeah. Um. What? What? What do you do? You write it like phonetically out, or you just you just completely fake it. So for this one, with a name like that, I wouldn't. I would not be willing to call the person by that name. So I'd be too. There's a couple options. One, I think I might just call the kid Ash. Like. Be like, we're just going to get rid of the X and the A12 at the end, and I'll just call you Ash. And write Ash. Because um, Ash is kind of a cool name. I think. Speaking of Pokemon. Yeah. 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 Um, or X. Or just X. X could be I kind of cool. like X as well. I also I, think I, it'd I, he be... would be Musk. He would go by Musk. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> Calling a kid Isn't Musk. Isn't it a girl? Isn't it a girl? No, it's a boy. No, it's a boy. Well, okay. Are we, are we well, 100% we sure? It hasn't. We don't it, assign gender at birth. Right, right. <laughs> it's a robot. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I think I think it's got to go model. by Musk. But the thing is, the kid already has enough jokes coming towards him being Elon Musk's kid and having the last name of Musk. I mean, you know that once once like his friends turn you know fourteen, his nickname is Nut Musk. But but now that it's Ash, it's just going to be Ass Musk. <laughs> like, I think that's an improvement. I think, I think when that first happens, he, he or she will be completely on board with that uh, nickname. Ashmus? They'll probably be playing into it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, You're gonna have 14 years of people making fun of that. Your name, that your name's named after like an old bomber airplane and a and a letter from. A fucking alphabeted language that hasn't exist existed for like hundreds of years. Yeah, it's is it? Did he say? Did he come out and say why he chose twelve as the number? Yeah, I think it's this is so lame. It's like a moon or a star, and it's some sort of space thing, yeah. which is just lame of me to know that, and even worse of him to name that. It's also like I understand like. Terry, Terry can understand this. Like, you might not be crazy about your first kid, you know? Maybe they can't and you didn't want them there quite yet. But to name them something like that and ruin their entire life is just crazy. Yeah, right. There was... That's rough. So, so, when, so just, just from experience, when, when the kid comes out, you have approximately two or three seconds to give them a name. They do you not... They do not... Well, yeah, okay, we had nine months to figure it out. 
me and Mrs. Terry, but um, they give you two and a half seconds. So if like you're even contemplating multiple names, or if you don't know the gender and you're kind of surprised by the gender, you got no chance to even. You just gotta throw out whatever name comes to mind there on the spot. So I don't know. Maybe they panicked and they were like, uh, "X Ash eight twelve. Is it, <laughs> is it like a, Is it like chess where once you like take your hand off the piece, you can't get it back? So like, oh, what if you? They, they what, were like, "What's the, what's the name?" And I was sitting there like, um, um, and then they're just like, "Okay, we're gonna write baby boy." And I was like, "Oh!" And I just I just blurted out a name instantly. Like, they give you no chance. Well, I was once thinking, you once you say it, it's honestly it's kind of up to them to spell it right. If they fuck up the spelling, that's what the kid's name is for the rest of their life. I was thinking if you were like. They're like, what's the name? And you're like, oh, shit. I don't know. They're like, all right, shit. Your kid's shit. That's that's the name. They call no, it shit. Keep, you can keep your hand on the piece for a little bit, yeah. but then they just, like, hit it off So really fast. I actually have a question about this. So, obviously, the parents have weird names, too, like Elon and Grimes. <laughs> that's your real name. That, the, the mom's no, name is Grimes. So I, I don't know. That's that's what she goes by. So here's a question: Are you going to get bullied more or less if you're you're already going to get bullied because you're going to be like, my name is X A E twelve twelve A A or whatever, and then they're like, well, maybe okay, like you're a fucking loser. What are your parents' names? If you were to just be like, I don't know, Steve and Diane. Would that get you bullied more or less than if you're like, oh, well, my parents are Elon and Grimes? I, I think, gosh, I, I think for the sake of this kid, they're just going to constantly be trying to get out ahead of the name. So if they, I, I think they might even say, I don't have parents. Like, <laughs> just go out there and say I'm an orphan or something because, <laughs> I mean, born by that, wolves. That, it's, it's going to be too tough. They're going to be screwed. They have to live in Elon Musk's shadow for the rest of their life. There's no shot, especially if he's able to get a rocket ship to Mars. Game over. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I just on, on, on that note, I just want to be on the record that I absolutely despise Elon Musk. Oh, he's a terrible person. Yeah. And this, this just further proves why. Right. Similar to, uh, similar to number eight, Kobe, bad guy. Yeah, so I so there's one thing that I did when I heard about this name is I thought of some names that I could possibly name my next child. Okay, okay. so I have a few that I got. So the and, and it all inspired by Elon. Hadn't thought about it at all. Elon brought it up. Thought, okay, let's let's start coming up with names for the next one. So the first one. Uh, that I came up with was um, A1 Steak Sauce Terry. <laughs> oh, Terry. Matthew said, fuck. Cut that, Jack. <laughs> A1 Steak Sauce Matthew said. Okay? okay. <laughs> it's on a similar lines. Uh, it's not named after a moon. It's actually named after my favorite sauce that I put on everything, okay. not just steak. Hot take. Okay. First, I, hot take. A, a1 Steak Sauce sucks, but go on. No, wrong. Bad take. Yeah. Wrong, I think it's wrong. gross. No, it's amazing. It's, it's gross. Every, it's every kind of sauce distilled into the perfect sauce. It's so it's bad. Perfectly it's A1. It's A1. 
It's A1. It was the first one they made. It was so good. They stopped I, even trying. They, they yep. stopped because it fucking blew. Because it was perfect. It's so bad. <laughs> okay, so so um, that was that was based off of the A12. That's why, how I came up with that name. The next one, three out of four stars, Matthewson. And it's, <laughs> and it's three stars scribbled in, and then one star that's just an outline of a star. <laughs> and then Matthewson. It's not written out. So that was based off of the Ash, the AE. And also kind of based off of the uh, just living in the shadow. If you're three out of four stars, no one's expect they're like expecting something good, but not great at all times. It's, it's perfect. You're never the expectations are always set to the right level. You'll be a great recruit at the University of Wisconsin. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. That too. Right. That's... I mean, if someone's uh, if someone's putting your stars. They have to put three. You can't three out of four stars can't be a stu- a two star recruit. <laughs> They're just gonna instantly think three. Okay, so the next one I got is the Reebok logo, Iverson four, named after a great basketball shoe. The number four is IV. So the Reebok logo, you know, like two little like stripes and then one coming through across it, Iverson four. <laughs> Pretty sure that's the shoe that he stepped over Tyron Lewin. So you also get that as a side. Uh, yeah, I, I think any of those would be better names than <laughs> XA12F, whatever the fuck it is. Okay. Um, I, have one, I have one last one. Okay. okay. So my last one is a regular name but pronounced differently. So it's the name Phoebe. P H O E B E, but you pronounce it Pahobi. <laughs> I like that. And you can name boy or girl po- well, Pahobi. Or, or, or whatever. Whatever yeah. else. Okay. Yep. Or whatever else there is. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, there are 96 <laughs> yeah. genders. Yep. Um, so, so I'll just rattle through those quick again. Here are my four options for my next kid. Okay. A1 steak sauce, um, three out of four stars. Uh, Reebok logo, Iverson IV, as in the number four, and Pahobi spelled Phoebe. Okay, so what we'll do is we'll put we'll put it up on social media. We'll put up a vote, and whichever one wins, you have to name your next kid that. Yes. <laughs> okay. Can yep. I add one? Can I add one? Yes. It's just a Mad Lib that ends in L Y. <laughs> so every adverb ending in the first part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, that's, I think that's my favorite. Chuckly, truly, <laughs> frankly. Whoa, easy. <laughs> cut that. <laughs> Jack, Jack, cut that, come on. Frank, Frank Big Frank Matthewson. <laughs> all right, all right. I want to I wanna move on from Elon Musk. Kid. I, we could probably do an entire podcast about that if we wanted to, but... I want to move on. Um, we're, we're a little late to the take game on that, but I think everything we just said was completely original. If we did podcasts every day, we would have been on time. Yeah, but it gave us time to think about it a little. So. Right. Uh, quality, not quantity. Not that that makes sense. Um, so you actually brought something up, Terry, that I wanted to – I've completely forgot about. I want to bring it up for two seconds. When you said Allen Iverson – 
you reminded me the other day I was I was going through a YouTube rabbit hole and I was I don't know if you remember this in 2011 during the 2011 All-Star game they TNT on NBA and TNT did a fantasy draft where there were like seven guys or six guys who did a draft of the best players of all time Charles Barkley had the first pick and he drafted <laughs> Allen Iverson Okay. I, was, I mean, I was rewatching it and was like, "What the fuck?" And everyone was just giving him so much shit for the entire time. <laughs> so, so wait, how, who else got? Was it like was were the rest of the picks reasonable? Yeah. Or, and Al- <laughs> so, like the the six people who were drafting this was 2011. So it was it was Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith, Reggie Miller, Chris Webber, Kevin McHale, and Steve Kerr. So, like, Kevin McHale thought he was funny and only drafted Celtics. So, like, Larry, he had the second pick, so he picked Larry Bird. And then Reggie Miller, the third pick, and he's like, you guys fucking left me Michael Jordan for the third pick. And we're just shitting on all of them. But, yes, Allen Iverson was the first overall pick. <laughs> I don't hate it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not a good pick. I don't know what his – I don't – know what his team looks like though maybe iverson's a perfect fit for the team he has he also drafted darren williams in like the sixth round <laughs> <laughs> so friend of the show yep sure. yeah, fr- friend of the pod right him and james <laughs> augustine and roger yep. powell jr <laughs> yep exactly yeah um but i just wanted to bring that up because you reminded me the next thing I wanted to quickly bring up was uh, Chubbs. In episode one, you asked me if I'd watched the show where it's people on it, – it's Netflix where people just like are on an island and they're not allowed to fuck each other. Mm-hmm. I did. I watched it. Good. Uh, I think you guys should watch it and we should do a full breakdown of it because – it is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, are, there, are there challenges? Do they make them eat just like a bunch of oysters and then just like <laughs> sit in a room together? It's like a mixture of um, – I'm trying to think. It's like a mixture of a, a Cinemax After Dark show and the Russian government. <laughs> Interesting. There's like a uh, – so they're basically just trying to fuck each other the whole time, and then there's essentially a Siri or like an Amazon Alexa that just watches them the entire time and tells the rest of the group if one of them breaks the rules and fucks. And some of them just randomly disappear. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> right. Actually, yes. <laughs> that, that, that happens. Um, well, Sur- Survivor just wrapped up. So Richard Hatch? <laughs> Richard Hatch, uh, people forget that, and uh, he rubbed his dick up against another con- contestant, and there was a huge sexual assault allegation. He denied the whole thing, except I'm pretty sure it's just like on video that he did it. <laughs> Wasn't that like before sexual assault existed? Oh, I mean, it didn't. It didn't completely count. <laughs> it, it was yeah. It was in the 2000s, so right. it, like yeah. It's border. It's it's borderline. You look back on it and you say, when you watch the video, they say, "Oh yeah, this is 2006," and then you go, "Oh okay, it's it's all right." 
Right. There's BW and there's AW. There's before Weinstein and after Weinstein. <laughs> that was BW. Wow, that's we're cutting it close. <laughs> Toe that line, baby. Toe that line. One, one so so different topic, but also something we should watch at some point. Uh, since we have a Brewers fan in our midst, we need to watch Mister Three Thousand at some point and do some commentary and some thoughts just on his career that last season, the last dance for for, uh, for Stan Ross. Stan Ross. Yep, the last dance for Stan Ross yeah. and his very controversial move at the end. Bunting? To... Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. Spoiler alert. Dude, yeah. sorry for all the listeners who haven't seen Mr. 3000. I actually did not know you were planning on bringing that up, but I've seen that movie so many fucking times. Couple takes on that. One, bunting so that your team... To win the game so you don't get your 3,000s hit, but your team can finish in third place and miss the playoffs is the most absurd storyline I've ever heard in my entire life. I mean, he's not going to get a hit at that last bat anyway. He's kind of saving himself there. He's like, I'm not going to get a hit, but if I bunt, everybody remembers me as this guy who boosted us one up in the standings to get a worse draft pick. It's the it's the ultimate locker room move that nobody cares about about thirty seconds after the season ends. Yeah, I, it was ridiculous. Also, like two years ago, I looked into being T Rex Pennebaker for Halloween. If you remember who that is, yeah. Uh, so there's no such thing as a T Rex Pennebaker jersey. You can't buy that. I could probably customize one. That costs a lot of money. And that joke would land with about one out of every 200 people who walked by me. And all of them would be baseball nerds. Yes. <laughs> or, like, how, they like bad movies. How did he go a full season and only get two hits? And and how did the fucking statistician mess up the 3,000 hits? Chubbs, as a Brewer fan, you should be very upset about that. <laughs> Yeah, I saw the movie once when I was like eight years old, so I'll be honest with you. I, I know that it takes place at Miller Park, and I know that it stars the late, great Bernie Mac. Rip. Or is it Bernie Madoff? Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> Mac. Cedric. <laughs> yeah, so Bernie, I know, I know it was one of the main pieces of evidence against Bernie Madoff, because I understand that he kind of admits to everything in the film, but I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it in some time. It's... So yeah, I, I think no I don't. I, th- I don't think it was three hit, two hits in a full season. I think it was like a Jordan in '95 uh, situation where he came he back. Was a late like, season add-on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I, but, I'm actually curious how many at bats they give him. That that tanked the Brewers' whole year. <laughs> Just I mean, to try to get this guy three more hits. It's not the Brewers, though, is it? It is. It's the Brewers. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was just. I thought it just took place in Miller Park. No, no, no. It's the Brewers. Yeah, you see, you seeing Mister Three Thousand one time, actually Mister Two Thousand Nine Hundred Ninety Nine. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, I mean that's pretty disappointing, especially right, well. since it's based off a real, a true story. <laughs> it happened. Well, clearly, what, 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 a, what a fan you are. Clearly, we have to now. Okay, so now we have to do a review of not only Too Hot to Handle on Netflix, but Mister Three Thousand. We'll put those on the agenda for the next episode. 
I'm down. No. I'm down. But I can't really watch Too Hot to Handle because I get that uh, like late '90s song stuck in my head. By late '90s song, you mean you're going to get a boner? Yeah, that too. Okay. You know the song. Or the Lenny Kravitz song, American Woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a Lenny Kravitz song that he either says "too hot to handle" or it sounds like that's what he says. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't I get know. past that. Well, he's Jewish, so yeah, exactly. Um. All right. Glad we got that out of the way. So, speaking of Mister Three Thousand, here's like real kind of news. Let's get into sports news. Baseball, maybe, maybe back. Uh, I, once again, we're not the kind to get into super like analytical discussion on this, except for when we had George. But uh, eighty-two game season. What they're saying is eighty-two game season start in July. More teams in the playoffs. You'd play teams more in your geographic area, and DH in both. I think I. I don't know. I'm all for it. I don't care. I want to watch sports. Uh, any base, any baseball is good baseball. Right. Um, yeah, I'm all for it too, but I'm rather upset about the DH rule because I think that's them trying to sneak that into the NL, which I do not approve of. Uh, that's government overreach. That's right. socialism. This is like Obamacare. Jesus. <laughs> this is socialized baseball. Do we want to do? Do we want to see pitchers hit anymore? They suck. I, I, it's I, not about the pitcher hitting. It's about the level of strategy that it introduces into the game. How about this? We make it like Little League rules where you have to fit one pitcher at bat in the entire game. You can do it whenever, but at one point in the game, the pitcher a pitcher has to hit. That it's was, not exactly a Little League. That little was league blatantly not a Little League rule. That's not. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know where you just made that up. I thought I thought you were going to say like game. coaches what? pitch every other inning. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm all for that. That'd be. Let sick. me explain myself. In little league, every single person on the team needs to play. If right. they don't all play, you lose. So for this example, the pitcher has to hit at some point in the game. Doesn't matter which. Just as long as one pitcher in the game hits. Yeah. Then it counts. But in Little League, your pitcher was always your best – like your best pitcher yes. was always your best player. So he would yes. not only be your best pitcher, but he would hit fucking bombs the entire game too. And then he would catch the next game. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> or play short. Or play short. Yeah. So I don't know about that. But my main thing about this – obviously I want baseball, but fuck Blake Snell. Yeah. Blake Snell was – Saying, first of all, you look at Blake Snell and you hear Blake Snell, voice doesn't match what he looks like. Second of all, he's complaining about how he doesn't want to take a pay cut, which would probably – he'd still be making millions and millions of dollars a year because he's risking his life. <laughs> Is he risking his life any more than if like me or you go to the grocery store? I think there's. I think what he's actually saying is there's a chance somebody hits the ball back up the middle, hits him, and he possibly dies, right? Yeah, or, we're talking about think, coronavirus. I wasn't <laughs> sure. So first of all, that's not how Blake Snell should be talking. Okay, Blake Snell is from the suburbs of Seattle. Right. The fact that he speaks like that is outrageous. Okay. <laughs> yes. I have but no I comment. Of, I have no comment on the matter. <laughs> I kind of don't disagree with him 
and my argument would be that the money that is not going to the players is going. It's not like going back to the fans. It's going to the owners in the league who I don't want to have any more money. That's fair. So if it's the difference between owners making more money in a short season and players being more evenly compensated, I for sure support the players. That's true. What if the option was that all the players might – okay, hearing that, I'd want all the players except Blake Snell to keep their normal salaries. Yes. Yeah, I'm all for that. Okay. Because I'm an anti-Blake Snell guy now. Blake Snell is like a soft-throwing left-handed pitcher. And he talks like he is a created character on Tony Hawk Pro Skater, which we're also <laughs> apparently going to talk about in every episode. But I just, it just totally threw me for a loop. Yeah. I don't know. He, he thinks that because he won the Cy Young once, but probably won't ever be very good again, that he now like has as much say as, or should have as much say as like a, a good player, like a Mike Trout. Blake but, Snell is a bad sports name. You know, you always talk about the good sports names, Blake Snell. When somebody tells me that, I'm thinking, like, oh, some scientist that, like, came up with something that I don't fucking understand. Or, like, an eSports star. But a fucking major league pitcher. I don't know. I don't know about a scientist named Blake. (laughs) So, it's unfortunate because he's so close to being Snake Bell, which is a badass (laughs) man. But it's also so easy to, like, such an easy six-year-old insult is just like Blake smells. <laughs> like maybe that's why he talks like that. Maybe he had to be hard. Maybe we should get him on to talk more about Elon Musk's kid's name. <laughs> How what it was like being bullied as a child because he smells. Yep. I'm all in. I'll, I'll send him the Snake, DM. Snake Bell. I like Snake that. Bell. I'm Snake Bell. My my DMing accuracy on like athletes not even professional mostly like mediocre college athletes i'm i'm one response out of like 30 cent messages so i'm not a math guy but that's not good maybe blake will respond that's not good but that's better than mr 3000's batting average (laughs) in his final year there you go (laughs) so take it so as long as you lay a bunt down at the end, you're good. I don't know how that relates to what you just said. But. Well, batting average is actually a good segue because Last Dance, episode seven and eight, Michael Jordan, baseball guy, huge baseball guy. Um, once again, we, we do about as little analysis of The Last Dance as physically possible considering we actually we talk about it. Uh, but we've been spot on. I yeah. mean, what, when we talk about it last, and what we said is stock down Scotty Pippen, stock up Tony Kukoc. And what do we see? <laughs> Phil draws up a play for your boy Kukoc. Favorite <laughs> player. Calls him, everyone calls him Kukoc back yeah. in the 90s. No one calls him Kukoc. Kukoc. Scotty Pippen sits on the bench. My boy Tony hits the shot, wins the game. <laughs> Everyone's pissed off at Scotty Pippen on the team. Dude, imagine if Kukoc missed the shot, what it would have been like. Yeah, that would have been bad. I can't I, even imagine. 
Michael Jordan never comes back if he hits that, if he misses that shot. <laughs> I, I think that's true. I think that's like one of those unwritten plays that nobody talks about, but was yeah. massive for a franchise. Um, that series. The, the was only thing I sick. will say is that literally the next highlight: Scotty Pippen dunks on Patrick Ewing and just shoves him to the ground. Yeah, dude, that's just that's low puts key. Him right in his place. That's low key one of like the sickest series ever. That Knicks uh, Bulls series where they just they just fucking hated each other and they like. We're getting in fights, and then there was that foul call that they didn't even talk about—the Charles Oakley foul call. They didn't even talk about it on the show, but uh, yeah, that was cool. Um, Space Jam, we got like two seconds of it. I did not know about just like the scrimmages on the Space Jam set of the best players in the world. Yeah, that's so cool. Give me, give yeah. me some, give me some of that. Somebody just. I don't care who it is. Someone yeah. commentate it and uh, just get old footage and then put a scoreboard up. I would watch that right yeah, now. Yeah, fuck yeah. I would absolutely watch that. I, I like how they called out the players that were there. And one of them was Sean Bradley, who's in the movie. Yeah. It's just like, come on, that's who we're calling out as one of the players that showed up. Sean fucking Bradley. And, and I'm pretty sure they like said him after just naming like a bunch of like all-time greats. <laughs> they were like, and sh- we got Sean Bradley. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's, one of those, that's one of those, Jack, take a note. That's one of those things you just cut from the, yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to add Sean Bradley in there. Or you say it really fast, like <laughs> a warning for a drug, like, and Sean Bradley. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, you, you talk about how great the medicine is, but then you say the uh, side effects super quickly. <laughs> You're like, we had Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Sean Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, the, the, the only other thing I want to talk about from my perspective in the last dance is when Jerry Krause is giving a uh, press conference and somebody's like, um, why did you backstab Bill Jackson? Craig yeah, I was going to say, not just oh, somebody. It was? Yeah. Oh, it was Craig. Oh, yeah, because then you just hear the Way to go, out. Craig. Way to go, Craig. <laughs> that, was, that was probably the best part of this episode. <laughs> that was the best part of the entire series. Yeah. Way to go, Craig. What an idiot. <laughs> no, my favorite part of this was the LeBradford Smith situation. <laughs> First of all, as a diehard Wizards fan and would have been a Bullets fan had they existed when I was alive. I guess they were the Bullets, but it changed before I realized. LeBradford Smith, all-time name, wish that he became something, but also just like, imagine be the only thing you're ever known for. Like, you, you were supposed to be good. You were a first-round pick ended up being a complete bust. The thing you're known for is that the best player in the world was just like, uh, this guy had a good game. I'm going to make up a lie that he said something to me and then just make him my bitch for the next game. I mean, he totally <laughs> did it because his name is LeBradford Smith. Yeah. And it would make for us such a better story than if he had said. Well, like, it's that. And, and MJ doesn't want obviously doesn't want anyone to go off against him, but let's say, I don't know, let's say, like, Magic Johnson went off against him. He He's not going to be like, 
Magic Johnson just came at me and said, like, good game after. Because Magic Johnson's like an all-time great. But some fucking nobody puts up 37. He's like, no, that can't happen. So I just got to absolutely, like, alpha this guy. I also want to note on that story, I don't remember who it was. It was, like, Mike Wilbon or Ahmad Rashad. And they were like, yeah, he said he was going to go out and score. I'm going to score the same number of points that that guy had in the whole game in the first half. And he didn't do it. He had 35 in the first half. He did not score 37 points. LeBron James scores 39 points in that half. (laughs) Oh God! <laughs> okay, hold on. So, so we talked about this before, and one of the comments was that Chubbs, you did not like Michael Jordan, and you you appreciate him a little bit more after this documentary. I love Michael Jordan. I had a Wizards Michael Jordan jersey when I, I was have. Ten, ten years old. Yeah. So I just want to get that and uh, out there. I'm a, I've always been a big MJ fan. I don't give a shit if he's an asshole because he's the best player in NBA history. But we need to have a bet at some point where one of us gets a jersey and Moose's is a Washington Bullets jersey with just the name LeBradford on the back. <laughs> Not even Smith, just yeah. LeBradford. Would... Or the whole name. Yeah, I would get that. I might look okay. into that. Yeah, I do it anyway. Yeah. Um okay, kind of speaking about the the Jordan So I'm I think I'm in the middle of you two. I don't I think he's the best of all time by far, but I don't I just think he's a terrible person that I, I don't like him as a person, but I think I'm you know, I'm separating the two. Like I think we fall on the same page there. Okay. I do want to. I do want to correct the record. I agree that he is probably the best basketball player of all time. Yeah. But I can't stand him. Right. I want to correct the record again. Um, I want to correct the already corrected record. When have we started caring about how good the person is off the court? Uh, have you not? Person. Have you not heard us on multiple occasions say we're a, a pro number 24 Kobe podcast, but an anti number eight Kobe podcast? <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> well, yeah. And I, and I would say, um, I am not a, a big Adrian Peterson fan. <laughs> I regret, I, I completely regret, uh, cheering for him all those years. I mean, yeah, no, like, you you can separate the things. Let's just say it's a good thing that none of us are Bengals or Chiefs fans. Jordan, though, you you kind of talked about it before. His like he there was one thing that really bothered me about him in this was when he cried. Yes. So he cried when he was talking. Let let's rewind. They're talking about how much of a tragedy it was when his father was murdered, missing for months or for weeks, found dead. Jordan's talking about it like whatever. No emotion. Then they get into him being competitive on the basketball court and he starts crying. Okay. He did choke up when his dad died, but you could tell he clearly thinks he was more of a part of it than uh, what he let off. So he, I, he, he, but yeah, you're right. I mean, him crying more about basketball like, than his dad dying. Get your fucking priorities straight, Michael. But he, I mean, can we? We're we're all in agreement that this was a hundred percent because of his gambling. Yes. Debt. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, we were we were out in front of that. Yeah. Sure. We're, yeah, we're out yeah. in front of that. Okay. I, I do want to say on the Jordan LeBron debate, LeBron has put up with so much more, and this is actually an earnest take. I'm being serious here. LeBron has put up with so much more shit in his career off the court, and as the most famous person in the world during the most viral time or whatever, when everything is so much more accessible and your entire life is more accessible to fans. And Michael Jordan is like crying because people got <laughs> mad that he went to Atlantic City. And he's like, it's just like the things that they made up, obviously, yes, his dad dying, tragic. That's difficult. But the other things that they made up in that documentary, maybe it's not because I was alive during that time that they're like, oh yeah, Mike like had to overcome so much. Like, oh, people, nobody thought he could win a third title in a row. Right. It's like, people, people threatened to lynch LeBron James. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just think yeah. that it's not even yeah. close. Hey man, uh, Michael, incredible, incredibly went to Atlantic City <laughs> in the middle of an NBA Dude. playoff series to blow off some steam. That's his yeah. idea. That's sick. I mean, listen. <laughs> That's speaking and Chubbs, speaking of blow, Michael had to overcome watching his teammates snort coke off of strippers' tits. You think that was easy for him? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a, yeah. that's a hard thing to come back to. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. LeBron James had to play like four seasons with J.R. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> was, yeah, the guy who, who never will put his shirt back on yeah. after they won that NBA championship. And um, Kevin Love, who you're just like, is he going to kill himself today? Is he not going to kill himself today? What's, you know, that was an issue <laughs> I mean, Magic Johnson even says in the documentary, he had to tell, Magic Johnson had to tell the media, like, you're going to make this guy quit because the media was too tough on him. Yeah. Right, right. They're going to drive him out of the league. It's like, I, yeah, I think Michael Jordan's a bit softer than most people realize. And they, they say, and, and this is true, that he's, like, great at, like, making up, like, slights and things to be angry about, like the Bradford Smith thing. But that's kind of just, like, soft. Yeah, that's in my mind that comes across as soft. Like, yes, that motivates you, and you're a great basketball player. But dude, you are like chill. All right, right. <laughs> life I, is not that hard for you. I agree with that, and like also, it's just too much of points. Like when they were when they showed him a Gary Payton was like, yeah, I shut him down, and for those two games, and Michael was like, I never had trouble with Gary Payton. First of all, like statistics show. He did shut you down those two games. <laughs> like you, you had trouble with Gary. Right. We can prove that. Right. Second of all, Gary Payton is like known to be objectively one of the best defensive basketball players of all His time. His nickname is the Glove. <laughs> yeah, like and it ain't and it ain't because he was involved with OJ Simpson. Yeah. yeah. So, like, come on, man, give someone credit. Like you can tell that even when it, they're asking about like Scottie Pippen. It it bothers him to give anyone credit but himself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's I think that's overall what bothers me the most about him, and maybe that's also why he's such a great competitor and was so good at winning. I think it is. Which is like watching this documentary has made that has reignited that fire. I mean, I mean it's just like I mean if you're the best player in basketball and you're looking at other players in the league. Like Sean Bradley, you're probably gonna look at them and be like, "That guy fucking stinks at basketball." Well, well Sean Bradley, I get. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like Gary Payton or 
Come on. Yeah. Um, Clyde Drexler. Yeah, like these yeah. are these are top twenty five players of all time. So I don't know. Uh, Sunday we uh, final two episodes. We'll talk about those next week. Yeah, I, I mean I don't think it's going to get any better than it's been. It'll stay the same. Yeah. One, one, so. thing I, one, one thing I want to bring up about the next two episodes, and I hope they show this, is Scottie Pippen's uh, trash talk to Carl Malone. In the NBA Finals, uh, I don't know what game it was, maybe game two, Carl Malone stepping up to ice the game, and it's on a Sunday, and Scottie just whispers to him, the mailman doesn't deliver on Sunday. <laughs> Carl Malone misses the free throw, the Bulls go down, score, and win the game. The best fast talk ever. That is legendary. If they don't show that, I'm going to be so upset. I thought he whispered to him about his illegitimate child that he refused to acknowledge <laughs> with a 14 year old girl. Must have been a different. Must have been different trash talking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, don't recall that one. It's a different Carl Malone. <laughs> I also just wanted to say on the note of the deck. Documentary. It's really not that good of a documentary. It, there's absolutely no for it to be sponsored. It is just it has the benefit of having come out in a very sports starved time. Yeah. Oh, it's not better than like any thirty for any of the good thirty for thirties or anything. No. No. It's it's on par. It's nowhere yeah. near. Nowhere near the thirty for thirty about the guy whose name I'm blanking on from Massachusetts. Chris, Chris Heron. Heron. What is that one called? Un- unbreakable? Or unforgivable? Un- I don't think that's it. Unbreakable. Unforgiv- yeah, it's un- unforgivable. Unforgivable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Yep, yep. I had some chicken sandwich with some waffle fries for free. <laughs> it's a combo story of that guy making YouTube videos and Chris Heron getting over a heroin addiction. Dude, if I knew how to, like link YouTube video or if I was good at, you know, making videos, I would totally Jack. make something like that. <laughs> <I'm so laughs> <stupid. laughs> I like, think you should just do the entire video, but it's just you looking in the camera. It's like, it's, it's Chris Heron being like, yeah, I was in, I was in the locker room. I was in the locker room at halftime, uh, you know, and I was doing drugs in the locker room at halftime of games. And then it just goes to the unforgivable by being like, and then I smoke a bag of meth. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving commentary on the whole thing. Like every single thing Chris Heron does, he just he's, – he's just the uh, – fuck, what do you call it? The person who talks the whole documentary. You know, the thing that Morgan Freeman is – Narrator? Like half the, doc- the director. The narrator. <laughs> Wait, you didn't know the name of what a narrator was? I forgot it. Yikes. Fuck. I got a pimple on my forehead that I've had my whole life, okay? <laughs> All right. Um, that's enough last dance. So last week we had our first hypo- sports hypothetical, and I think that was the biggest hit from what I heard of, of last week's episode was whether Fat Maria could win the Tour de France. So Terry brought us last week's. I'm going to bring us this week's. I was doing some research, and I found that in Fantasia Gardens, is what it's called, Orlando, Florida, claims to be the hardest mini golf course in the world. 
Now, I'm sure there's one harder than that, but I don't know. This was the first one that came up on Google. It's a par 72. So, normal golf course par, 18 holes. So, my question is, if you were playing that course and every professional golfer was playing Augusta, you have four rounds, they have four rounds, same thing. Could you win the Masters? Absolutely not. Zero percent chance. Okay. I I, yeah, go keep going. I I, th- so, I feel like there's some there's questions we need to know about the course though. So, what, so it's a it's a seventy two par course. Right. So it's saying, but it's a mini golf course. So a seventy two par like have you ever played a mini golf course with a par before? Like with a seventy two par like, or whatever before? No, I've played like like two like par two holes. Okay, so I've played ones with like par threes and fours, and you're usually shooting around par, or a little bit under. Right. Okay. No, that's what I figured. So, so absolutely no way. There's no way that I could. I don't think I could shoot. What do you have to shoot to win the Masters? Maybe seven under. It depends. The mass. Okay, maybe the Masters is tough because the Masters is actually Augusta's like. They play that better than they play a lot of other courses. But for example, I mean, Pebble Beach, the U.S. Open, the winning score might be at even par. Yeah, I feel like that doesn't happen that often. I think I could, I could be competitive. I could shoot maybe around par on that course, but I don't think I could actually. Do you have to make the cut? Like, I, I feel like the first two times around, the holes aren't moving right. We're not, no. we're not moving the hole on the green. That's no, staying in the same no, spot. No, yeah, they're not moving the uh, the pin placement. Rounds three and four, I'm shooting like ten under. That's I would think that's a good point cause you because you learn you know you know the course right. And wind wind isn't going to have a big factor. I see the course kind of like do we have windmills how much water do we have do we have holes where they're like on top of a little hill and if you don't perfectly get it up there it rolls back it's the down the other side of course in the world it claims to be so yes to all of those things yes there are definitely some windmills <laughs> all in one hole there's <laughs> definitely the... some water yeah okay it's probably a rube goldberg machine that you have to go through <laughs> Mousetrap. So this, it's it's part of Disney <laughs> you have to World. Set it up. It's part of Disney World. So it's like an intense course. Like they have all this. Oh. Like okay, let me. I'm gonna send um, you guys just a a hole. Obviously, there, this makes for terrible shot, podcasting. Is but, there a shot limit? What do you mean? No, like, it's like the in Masters. There's no in professional golf. There's no shot limit. Yeah, I mean. There's two factors here in terms of why I'm not winning this. One is it's it's near Disney World, and I'm going to spend a lot of time and put a lot of miles on at Disney World. You know, you know that's going to be the case, um, and I'm going to probably be super pooped. The second thing is there's going to be one hole every round that I put up like a 15. I just can't get it in. I get frustrated. I do the thing where you just like slowly tap it all the way to the hole <laughs> just to get it in and move it to the next one. So, yeah, I think it's going to be tough. I just sent you a uh, picture of one of the holes. Okay. There 
is an association called the United States Pro Mini Golf Association, the USPMGA, of which we are now huge fans. Yes. Okay, and this this course hosts tournaments there. <laughs> so I'm going to say there's absolutely no chance. I mean, that hole you sent did not look that hard. I don't, I don't, I can't see where the hole is, but just getting it up and around that thing and down a set of stairs, that's not that difficult of a job for mini golf. I don't know. So, okay. So Chubbs is a full on no. No chance. Oh. Sorry, carry on. No. I'm I'm doing research. Oh, please. Enlighten us. I'm a maybe. It, it it completely depends on what the course looks like and and how quickly I am able to figure it out. Water, I'll figure out in one day. Um, if it's a raised, if it's if there's a hole that the hole is literally the only spot on a little raised platform, two days it'll take me. Um, I think that's it. So it all depends on how many shots I get on those holes in day one and day two. Right. Day three and four. Day three and four. I think I'm shooting ten under. Yeah. See, that's. I think too. I think you'll get. You'll understand it more. Uh, <laughs> um. So. Is it? Is somebody watching me at all times to verify my score? Yeah. Or, yeah. 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 Okay, well, that's not mini golf because we all know what mini golf is. Well, okay, mini golf wait. Is you hit it in four, and every so often you look at the score and you think, I'm just going to write a three here. So, also, because obviously this goes without saying in mini golf, and I just made this rule if it's stuck up against the wall, you get the club length off the wall. Yeah. No, that's a rule. That's a rule. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's, yep, that's a rule. I would completely agree. How okay. else are you going to get it out? Right, there's no way. So, so I have I have an update, and I may be terribly wrong. So, this isn't a perfect comparison because the 2019 Masters of the USPMGA was held at Mr. Buddy's Fun Park in South Carolina. So, that's not exactly Fantasia Gardens, but I'm going to assume that it's also a 72 par hole. The winner, okay. Olivia Prokopova, average round was like a 35. They shoot 10 rounds. She shot as low as a 30, as high as a 37, and she finished with 347 total in 10 rounds. How old is she, 10? (laughs) That's a great question. Uh, She's not 10. If that's the case, if that's what the USPMGA, whatever you just said, holds themselves to, somebody's shooting a 35 at Mr. Bobbo's Fun Park, I am winning this no matter what. Mr. Buddies. That's a thing you can't... You probably have the potential, at least it's possible on every hole. It's not probable, but it's possible to get a hole-in-one. Think about it. Yeah. Whenever you go mini-golfing, you usually get, like, one hole-in-one on 18. Around. So this is a hard course. So say, but chances are... Is the 18th hole one that you hit, and it, you it don't takes really the get ball. a score, <laughs> it takes the ball back to like where you originally get it, because if that's factored in there, then I, I also think my shots are even better. <laughs> that's a good so question. Olivia Prokopova is actually one of the top mini-golf competitors in today's mini-golf, and she, will be in, she was inducted into the Hall of Fame on October 14, 2017, which is the night of the Masters. Um. She passed Jay Clapper as the only person to lose in a sudden death playoff by one stroke. 
she oh wow she beat Dr. Brad Lebo by one stroke. Can you write She's these from, names down so we can DM all of them on Twitter <laughs> to get them on the podcast? That's a, that's a great idea. <laughs> She's from Czech Republic. Yeah, wow. There's a there's a Hall of Fame for for this association. Wow. You, I wish this is bad bad podcasting, but I wish you could see my man Peter Grill kill Chris Boothbay. <laughs> what? Oh, sorry. It, it's uh, Boothbay is the name of the town. It's just Peter Gilchrist. <laughs> Are any of these people American? Yeah, Peter's American. Okay. Uh, All these people are under 12, right? (laughs) Oh, oh, no, brother. (laughs) How is there a doctor? How does a doctor have time to get good at mini golf? Is this doctor just like every day when they're off of work just at the mini golf course? I don't care too much about the fact that he is a doctor as much as I care about the fact that he asked them to call him Dr. Yeah. Brad Lebo. <laughs> oh, and he's definitely he's definitely not a medical doctor. Like no. He's a doctor of minigolf. Yeah. <laughs> oh. do, do, they, do they call him Dr. Putt-Putt? Or just, I bet he's just like known in the minigolf community as the doctor. It's his nickname. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to get... Write down all these names, Chubbs, because we're going to get one of them. the stethoscope at all times <laughs> when he plays. Yeah, these guys all look like they're friends with Jared Fogle. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, they eat at Subway. Okay. Like they've, they've undergone transformative weight loss. <laughs> <laughs> From eating... From eating the nice, uh, sweet, sweet onion chicken teriyaki <laughs> six-incher. <laughs> yep. Okay. Cold, cold, cold cut combo on Monterey cheddar. <laughs> um, all right, fi- so final thoughts then. Based on all this new information, I want a yes or no. Terry, can you win it? Yes, 100%. Chubbs? I'll say no because I can't handle the pressure, but I would I'd be on the leaderboard. Okay. I'm going to go with Terry. I think I could. Like, <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't really ask you much. All I've been thinking about is how much of a better chance I have of winning this than winning the Tour de France. So, <laughs> like, it's – yeah, I'm convinced. Um, all right. Let's – you know, we want to do a shorter episode today. The last two have been pretty long. So let's finish up uh, – our top three today. So this past week, we're mourning the loss of a legend, Jerry Stiller, uh, who played had many great roles. Wrote a blog about him on FatMariaSports.com. Go check it out if you haven't yet. But probably his best role was Frank Costanza on Seinfeld. In my opinion, one of the best characters ever on television. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, but, you know, he wasn't like a common character. He wasn't on the show that much. So our top three is kind of specific. It's going to be the best minor slash supporting television characters on comedies. Only comedies. Only comedies. Oh, okay. fuck. Okay. So, and Terry, you actually are starting. Oh, shit. So it's Terry Chubbs, unless you don't want to. But I will voluntarily 
pick last in the snake draft. Okay. The back to back. So we'll go Chubbs, me, Terry. Cool. Okay. Oh, by yeah. the way, last week, uh, I did win the vote of the best Madison bars, but I'm gonna put it up on Instagram and Twitter this week because on the post and it was way down. We had single digit votes. <laughs> And by single digits, I think it was three when I looked at it. It was three. And then, and then, and then voted for myself. But I did win. <laughs> so, fuck you guys. Uh, okay, so we'll put – this week we'll put the – we'll put it up on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook so people can vote. So, Chubb, start it off. Who's your number one pick? Yeah, this is tough. Um, there's a lot to choose from. I'm going to go, this is, and also, like, I guess nobody was probably going to pick this one, but I'm going to go with Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. Wow. Okay. Whoa. Um, I like that. That's a good pick. Perfect. He's the perfect character. And I just love, that's that's just like the funniest joke in that show. Yeah, it's good. Oh, also, goes without saying, you Frank Costanza can't be picked. Sure. See, okay, so I was thinking Office 2. And honestly, I thought someone might go with Todd Packer. Wait, I don't know how we feel about Todd Packer. Are you are you picking now, or are you just asking us about Todd Packer? Yeah, maybe someone <laughs> is going to pick Todd Packer. I don't know. Well, fuck. Todd Packer. The thing is, with that, he's funny, but he's kind of annoying. And that actor, I just like so much better in Anchorman and the comebacks. Yeah. That I forget his name. It's like David or something. I don't know. Todd Packer is annoying. Yeah. I agree with that. He's, he's funny. He's funny, but he, so, he gets to be too much. He I, wears out his welcome. Okay, so your pick was, he was very, you know, uh, minor. I don't know if my character, the first thought I have, is minor enough. So, okay. like, are we going super minor characters where they're only in some episodes? Just say your pick. Okay, yeah. so my first pick was going to be Susie from Curb. Is that his wife? Is that his wife? It's Jeff's wife. Yeah, I haven't watched much Curb either, so you're so this is gonna be a rough one here for you. Alright, then fuck we, that. We should have limited the list of shows before. Alright, well I then I think I think she's too major of a character anyways. So I'm gonna change it to uh Jin Yang from Silicon Valley. That's a great pick. Okay. That is a fantastic pick. That is a show I have watched a lot. Excellent character progression from Jin Yang, too. So He, he turns into an evil genius, which yeah. I really respect. Okay, so yeah. F- uh, Scratch Susie. She's too, she's too famous of a character. Any- like She's too popular anyways. Jin Yang, when he prank calls Ehrlich and goes like, Eric Bachman, <laughs> you are fat. No one wrecks you. It is so fucking funny. Yeah, their, their dynamic is fantastic. It's so good. So yeah, my first pick is going to be Jin Yang. That's a great pick. Thank you. That's already better than my pick. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, Terry? Okay. Uh, so my number one pick is going to be from a show, uh, a cult classic, Arrested Development, my boy, Tobo- Tobias Funke, uh, the never dude. Uh, okay. The, the man who blew himself, if you've seen that episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a good old blue man group. 
I'm a big Tobias Funke fan. Dr. Tobias Funke. I don't know how he could possibly be a doctor. He might be in a mini putt, putt uh, league himself, but that is my number one pick. Is he too popular? Like, is he too main, too much of a main character? Do we consider him a main character in that show? I, I think he's in it, the right. I, I don't think he's too much of a main character, unless we're going really obscure. Well, based on Bob Vance, that's I just thought that's where it was going when you said Bob Vance, but that's fine. We'll go. We'll go. I, I'm okay with that pick because he's great. So okay, we'll take Tobias. So who's your second? Um, fuck. So I think my second pick is going to be from the office as well. And this this is going to be a controversial pick, all right, because of it might be too mainstream as well. Yeah. But my boy Dwigget is shrewd. No, that's he, way too mainstream. He's way too mainstream. Fuck. He's the main okay. character of the show. He is not the main character Yeah, of the, the show, show it, it entirely exists in his mind. <laughs> and it's his dream to one day become regional manager. He never actually gets there because it's a dream. That's the premise of the whole show. He actually does get there. You're right. It's a payoff at the end of the dream. <laughs> the last season doesn't really count, though. Yeah, no, Dwight Dwight doesn't count. I would say – so I have some office people on my list uh, who are more mainstream than Bob Vance, but they're not like Dwight. Okay. I, honestly, I think since someone from The Office has already been picked, I'm just going to completely skip out on The Office entirely. Yeah, that's my um, No, too. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to move to um, I'm going to move to not uh, animated comedy. I'm going to move to animated comedy here. Okay. And I'm going to go with uh, Brian the dog from Family Guy. I'm a big Brian guy. All right, not a great pick here, but pretty much all I can come up with on the spot. So I don't want to be an asshole, but I'd kind of say he's a little too main, main oh as well. Oh my gosh! Okay, fucking Quagmire. That's a good pick. Guy. That's good. That's yeah. That's that's more so in the yeah. Jack, Jack, cut, cut all the way up until the point where I said fucking Quagmire from Family Guy because that will make people respect my uh, lack of uh, being able to we're, come up with somebody a lot more. We're leaving all that in. Uh, so yeah, I actually had. A, I'm not going to use him. I had a Family Guy character too. I had Mort Goldman, but because uh, <laughs> it's not going to do that. My pick that's is right. going to be <laughs> that's right up your alley. So I, I wanted to pick someone from arguably my favorite show of all time. It's always Sunny in Philadelphia, and I was between two. So I was between the McPoyles, who I decided not to go Fuck. with. But I've decided to go with Bill Ponderosa. That's great. That's a great pick. So Pondy's the coolest. That's that's Frank's line in the episode when it's from Frank's and Pondy's just like drugged out picking him up. P- Pondy is one of the most underrated characters. Plus that actor is just such a dick in everything he's in <laughs> that I love him. So I'm going with Pondy. Bill Ponderosa is my second pick. That's a great pick. I absolutely love that pick. You're you're hitting you're hitting right now. You're you're on fire. I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. So so back to me. So my next pick. I, I don't know if this is gonna land. It might land with Terry Moose. I don't know that you're a fan of this uh, this brand. 
gonna go with Boomhauer from King of the Hill. Yes. <laughs> Literally never Absolutely seen an episode. Just hilarious. He's the guy that no one can understand. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, just a fantastic character. Probably the best show in history of television. Best, definitely the best comedy or best uh, animated show. One of the best comedies. Okay. Speaking speaking of golf, they do the Masters in their front lawns. They yeah, just play it. Street Country Club. Yep. <laughs> you gotta love it. Okay. Yeah. So that was my second pick. Yeah. I was gonna go McPoyles. I have back-to-back picks here, right? Yeah. I was gonna go McPoyles, but I, I can't. Now, I was specifically gonna go with Doyle McPoyle, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Doyle McPoyle's great. <laughs> so I need to give just a little bit of thought. Okay. Um, so I guess it's pretty much like an unwritten rule at this point that if a show has already been used, we're not saying someone else from that show. Sure. Kind of. Yeah, that's, that's fine with me. Huh. It's, it's tough. Cause I just, I'm only thinking about the shows that we've already talked about now, but I'm, This might be controversial. I like Plankton from SpongeBob. Not oh. in like an I want to be friends with him way, but I think he's I think he's a very funny character. Okay. Sure. That's a good pick. So my third pick will be Plankton. I like that pick. Okay. Um I'm going to go with I Once again, this is a great pick. I know, I don't know if you guys are fans of the show. I'm going to go with uh John Ralphio Saperstein from Parks and Recreation. heard his name and i'm familiar that he's a popular character okay so he uh terry have you seen parks and rec or no no okay well highly recommend it he is i mean his whole role is pretty much improv uh he's hilarious he just breaks out singing like most of his lines very fucking funny so my third pick is gonna be john ralphio all right terry uh who we got as the last pick? Oh, fuck. This is already the last pick? Yeah. Damn it. Um, hmm. I think I'm going to pick... Uh, and and this, one, this one's also a little bit out there in the range of King of the Hill. Um, I'm going to pick Hal... From uh, Malcolm in the Middle. That's a good pick. <laughs> that is a good pick. Now, I was thinking about picking Lois. I don't hate Lois. The, I mean, she's just one hell of a bitch mom. Uh, but Hal is just always there on the kid's side, protecting his kids. This is pretty Breaking Bad. Uh, I, I, you know, you gotta love, you gotta love Hal. Yeah, I like. I like Craig a lot too. Who's Craig? He's the fat guy that wants to marry. That wants to sleep with Lois. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, power ranking the kids quick. Um, Dewey, Francis, uh, Reese, Malcolm. Uh, I hate Reese. I'd flip the last two. Otherwise, you got it right. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Any people, so honorable mention people we missed. I had, so I had from The Office, I had Creed and Kevin. 
Yeah, both. Kevin. I had Kevin. Who uh, do you prefer? I'm Kevin guy. Okay. But I, I love Creed. Uh, I personally think the Susie pick from Curb is amazing, but you guys don't watch, so fuck you. Uh, I had Walter <laughs> from Drake and Josh. That's their father. I remember who was Walter. It's That's the father who's the weatherman. Oh, okay. Uh, I all well, there was I had one more that I can't. Oh, I so this one is I don't know if he's too mainstream. I had Randy Marsh from South Park. Yeah, that's good. He's he's pretty mainstream, but that would be a good pick, right? But I would go with Towley, and I should have picked Towley. Towley's perfect for this Larry South Park character. Yeah, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy's another one too from South Jimmy's Park. Jimmy's really good too. I yeah. forgot all about South Park. Yeah, Terry. Do you have I any had, other uh, I had Chief Wiggum from The Simpsons, but I don't. I don't think either of you are. Yeah, no. I mean, it's a good pick. I'm a, I'm a Simpsons fan. Yeah. Get out of here. All right, good. I also had. Um, Gil from The Simpsons, The Lawyer. Those are both on my oh, list. Oh, okay. And I had just thought of one, but I was I was thrown off by uh, by South Park. But maybe it'll come back to me. I had, I mean, I had a bunch from Seinfeld, but I didn't really want to do Seinfeld just because of the whole Frankenstein thing. But I mean, I had Newman, I had Jackie Childs, The Lawyer. The Soup Nazis in one episode, two episodes, but just amazing. What about, what about Putty? Putty is also amazing. Uh, so, oh, uh, Kenny Banya, the comedian who Jerry fucking hates, also a good one. So, I had a couple. I just came up with one that he's he fits the definition of minor character for Arrested Development. My boy... Blah blah blah. Yes, <laughs> their their lawyer Henry Winkler. A blah 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 bomb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, Carl Weathers is pretty funny in the rest of development <laughs> too. As himself, he, he's good. That's yeah. a good one. Uh, yeah, I think those are the other ones I had. Oh, uh, Rafi from the League. If you ever watch the League, Jason Manzukis's character. Uh, you guys have a lot of fucking TV to watch. Yeah, you know, we probably should have connected on, uh, on mutual TV shows prior to this to make it a little more entertaining for me. <laughs> to, to be honest, when I saw that this was the topic we were going to review, I just kept scrolling through the rest of the text messages I hadn't read and yeah, completely forgot about it. Until we'll, we'll, we'll have some people who are like, oh, fuck, that was a good pick, blah, 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 on ones that maybe the other, like one of us didn't know. Yeah, ho- hopefully we'll we'll have you know more than three total votes on this one. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, you guys have any last thoughts or good to go? No, I think that was uh, that was lovely. Yep, take it away, Jesse. Peace. Just anyone to hold I don't want my love to go to waste I want you and you're beautiful So you're the one I want to chase You're the one I want to hold I won't let another minute go to waste I want you and you're